Hello, and welcome to Sharing Real Hope. My name is Mike Hall. It really is possible. We can get along in the church. On the night before he died, our Lord Jesus prayed for unity in the church. In John chapter 17, verse 20, uh, you see that beautiful prayer as he prayed that we all might be one, even as he and the Father are one. And, you know, in that prayer, of course, he was praying for what I call organic unity. Uh, In other words, uh, that we would all be a part of the body of Christ. And every believer is. That prayer is answered. Every person that puts their faith and trust in Jesus Christ are baptized into, identified into by the Holy Spirit, the body of Christ. So we have organic unity, and it'll always be that way. On the other hand, what I would call practical unity doesn't always exist. Jesus wants us to get along with each other. And uh, he is very, very serious about that. In the Holy Spirit-inspired New Testament, Jesus, through the Apostle Paul and others, gives us commands, not suggestions, but commands. Uh, They are the one another's. Uh, And when they are obeyed, they do cause us to get along. This is the Lord's roadmap for getting along. So on today's podcast, we're looking at eight more of these commands, these one another's. And and we're looking at some that really highlight this beautiful relationship that we have in the body of Christ. The first one is found in Romans chapter 12, verse number 16, where it tells us to live in harmony with one another. Now, uh, if you know anything about the 12th chapter of Romans, uh, we are asked to present our bodies a living sacrifice and to be not be conformed to this world the way the world thinks and acts, but rather to be transformed uh, from the inside out by the renewing of our mind. And, and it goes on to talk about uh, the fact that we are a part of this body, we're members of the body of Christ. And then, starting with verse 9, it gives a series of, of uh, commands that talk about how to get along in this body. And right there in the middle of all of it, in verse number 12, uh, we uh, are, are told, I'm sorry, verse number 16, we are told that we are to live in harmony. Now, When I think of harmony, I think of uh, beautiful music. I think of instruments playing together and harmonizing. I think of uh, of singing. You know, um, there are uh, there's a form. It's called um, a barbershop quartet where people uh, harmonize, and and there are other forms of music where where different parts uh, come together. And, and they just fit together in harmony. And that whole idea is, is uh, found here in this verse, that, that we would harmonize in the body of Christ. We're different. It doesn't mean that we're all singing the same part. We're not. Uh, God has created His body with a great variety. He says there's different members in the body of Christ. There's eyes and nose and, and, and there are hands and feet. We're, we're not all eyes. We're not all ears. Uh, we, we're different parts in the body of Christ, but we all make up that one body. And, and he wants us to sing our part, whether it's alto or whether it's tenor or bass or, or whether it's uh, the melody line, uh, but all together harmonizing 
on the same page, singing on the same page, singing from the same sheet of music, and that would be the Word of God as we harmonize with one another, live in harmony. Let that be our goal, he says. And then over just uh, three chapters into Romans chapter 15, in Romans chapter 15, verse 7, we, we are told this, Therefore, accept one another, just as Christ also accepted us to the glory of God. We are told to accept one another as Christ accepted us. Now, I want you to go back and think for just a moment and think realistically. Be honest with yourself. When Jesus accepted you, what did he accept? Uh, what kind of a person were you when Jesus accepted you? Well, I can tell you, I, I may not know you or know you well, but I can tell you something about yourself. I can tell you what Jesus accepted. He accepted somebody that was dead spiritually, dead in their trespasses and sins. You and I were stained with sin and yet Jesus accepted us into his family. Now, uh, that doesn't mean that he accepted what we did or what we were made up of. He died to pay for that, to clean that up, to give us a new life, of course. He, he uh, accepted us based on his sacrifice. And he wants us to accept one another like he accepted us, based on we're willing to sacrifice to accept one another. That does not mean that we that we uh, agree with uh, uh, wrong things that each of us do. That doesn't mean that. That doesn't mean that we accept the wrong things that we do, that we uh, put a stamp of approval on it. You don't have to put a stamp of approval on what someone's doing to accept them. And in the body of Christ, brothers and sisters in Christ, we need to be willing to work to accept one another. Here in the context of this, Again, we're, we're talking about uh, um, whether or not we, we eat, we're willing to eat vegetables or, or, or meat. Some would eat only vegetables, others would be willing to eat meat. And, and we don't judge each other as we talked about on the previous podcast, but we accept one another at where we're at. Then the third is uh, found in 1 Corinthians chapter 11, verse 33. There was a problem in the church at at Corinth, and they were eating the Lord's table, but, but uh, the sad part about that was uh, when they came together for communion and they had the agape feast, some of them were jumping ahead of others, and there were people that, that didn't have much, and there were people that had a lot, and they were just not being kind to each other. And he says, when you come together, wait for one another. Show some courtesy. Wait for one another when you come together to eat. And that principle can spill over into church life in general, into body life in general. Wait for one another. Uh, be respectful of one another. Wait, waiting is, is an act of compassion. It is an act of empathy. Wait for one another. And then uh, over one chapter in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, verse number 25, we're told this so that there may be no division in the body, but that the members may have the same care for one another. Put another way, in another translation, have equal concern for one another. Have equal concern, the same care for one another. So if uh, a, a well-educated, sophisticated, uh, wealthy person comes in to the assembly that's a brother in Christ or a sister in Christ, 
and then in comes someone that has just come from being homeless and maybe they're not well educated and maybe they've struggled. They've come from a background of substance abuse and and uh, may, maybe the, physically they're not very appealing. Are we going to have the same care for that person and treat them like we're going to treat the well-educated, wealthy person that's well-dressed, etc.? Have equal concern for each other. What a powerful injunction here that the Lord, Lord gives us. We could get along much better if we did. Well, we're only halfway through the eight one another, so let's move on. In Galatians chapter 6, verse 2, uh, the Apostle Paul tells the Galatians, Galatian church to carry one another's burdens, to bear one another's burdens. Here, in this context, he's talking about spiritually restoring someone that's gotten caught in a fault and they've they've slipped and fell they've they've somehow the other messed up in their spiritual life and and we're restoring them and and so uh the apostle paul and the inspiration of the holy spirit says be willing to bear to carry their burden that overload uh, you know, they've, they've, they've gotten under an extra load of, of wherever they've slipped and fallen. You know, we tend to shoot our wounded in the body of Christ, sadly. You know, if somebody falls, if somebody fails, we put kind of that, uh, that scarlet mark on them, that, that, that black mark on them. And, and that's not what the Word says. It says we need to restore them considering ourselves. And that's part of bearing one another's burdens, bearing one another's overloads. We need to be willing to do that in the body of Christ. And right along with that is in Ephesians chapter, Ephesians chapter 4, verse 32, we're told to forgive one another. Oh, my goodness. This is probably one of the greatest one another's. Uh, right, right behind loving one another is forgiving one another. Offenses are going to happen. We are going to rub each other the wrong way. We are going to misunderstand each other. There are going to be falling outs in the body of Christ. Sad but true because we still live in this body of flesh. We still live in this sin-tainted uh, body. And, and uh, we are still growing out of the old old ways, the old habits. And so, uh, and we're being, being growing to become more like Christ. And so we hurt each other. We offend each other. And, and that can cause division and fracture. And it does. And we are told to forgive each other just as God in Christ has forgiven us. Seventy times seven, that's, that comes out to 490 times, but that's not what it's saying. It's saying just keep on forgiving. Forgive, 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 forgive. If we're going to get along in the body of Christ, if there's any hope, we need to be forgiving people. We've got to forgive. Remember that one. Let that one sink deeply into you today. Don't carry grudges. Be willing to forgive. The seventh one that we're looking at is found in Ephesians 5.21 where it says to submit to one another out of reverence for Christ. Because you worship Christ, because you revere Christ, you respect Christ, you honor Christ, submit to one another. That means that we are willing to give up our own personal desires and preferences at times. We are willing to submit our desires to, to serve others, to submit to one another and also submit to one another as we speak the truth of God's word to each other as well. Are you willing to submit to your leadership? Are you willing to submit to that brother or sister in Christ that, that in genuine concern warns you or, or comes alongside of you? Are we willing to submit to each other? Not to, to lay our egos down, to lay our pride down, to lay our self-defense down and be willing to submit to one another.
And then the eighth one, the final one that we're dealing with today is found in Philippians 2, verse 3, where it says, In humility, consider others better than yourselves. And that goes right along with the submitting. Uh, Have humility toward others. Consider others better than, than ourselves. That doesn't mean we put ourselves down, but we consider others ahead of ourselves. If we could just have that humble uh, unselfish attitude in the body of Christ, there is a better chance that we can get along. Well, I hope that these eight uh, have spoken to you today. Live in harmony with one another, accept one another, wait for each other, have equal concern for one another, carry one another's overloads, burdens, forgive one another, submit to one another, and in humility consider others better than ourselves. I hope that these things will cause us to get along in the body of Christ as we obey these one another's, these commands of Jesus Christ. Well, until the next podcast, God bless. Thank you for listening to this edition of Sharing Real Hope. We hope that you were encouraged in your walk with Christ by what you heard. Please take a moment to email us with your questions, prayer requests, and comments. Our email address is sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Again, that's sharingrealhope at gmail.com. Or you can visit our website at sharingrealhope.org. Until next time, keep living in and sharing real hope.